Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to Door Bumper Clear. I'm Jason Schultz, and today Brett, Freddie, and TJ have a lot to discuss. They'll cover Matt Kenseth's return what putting on a race will look like, and Clint Boyer blowing a virtual motor while leading. Door Bumper Clear begins right now. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brett Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. I'll watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, it's part of the uh, Virtual 22 Cup car again, and uh, some more Virtual IndyCar stuff this last week. Brett Griffin, I am under house arrest, Uh, I'm over this I'm ready to go back to work. Freddie Kraft, same. (laughs) Freddie, you look like a prisoner. (laughs) I feel like a prisoner. Casey Boat and completely 100% the same times a million. Hey, Casey, guess what? What? We're in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've done so well not bringing up boat comments like the last few shows and then you just... Has this boat got a motor? You're the one who started all the name recommendations because Motorboat is the number one name recommended by every single person. What? You can't say that. Casey, what what does a uh, hormonal pregnant lady do during a quarantine? I'm just curious. Eat. Mm -hmm. Yell at Chad. Yeah, that that has been happening a lot. I think we should take a moment for Chad right now. Are you serious? (laughs) He goes to the shop every day. He's clearly sick. Can you blame him? Yeah. I think I'm great. I cook for him. I do his laundry. So yeah, guys, let's take a moment for Chad. (laughs) When he makes stupid comments, obviously I'm gonna get. Oh yeah, yeah. He's. I. I can tell. But can we start a hashtag moment for Chad? No. (laughs) He's doing fine. I promise. The positives here are I get a, an abundant amount of time with my kids, which I love. Uh, the negative is I keep having these death threats on sticky notes around the house, and I'm not sure which one of the five people in this house is leaving them. <laughs> Honestly, I think Brett's wife is worse off than Chad, so maybe we need a moment for her. 
The Fred, negative you, is the negative you fall is off the wagon yet? Nope, still on the damn wagon. I was planning on falling off yesterday, but I, I'm still on there. I don't know. I didn't just didn't do nothing. The the I'll tell you the negative about this whole thing is my paranoia. Like I was supposed to go to the baseball field the other day and you know mess around with Brett and Bodie. And I cut the grass day before, and I thought I had the coronavirus again. Like, I was dying. I'm sure it was – I feel fine now, so I'm assuming it was just allergies from the again, grass. Again, have you already had it once? Yeah. Remember last week I had it because I was smoke <laughs> the, the, the uh, smoker? So every every week I had some kind of paranoia about whether or not I got the coronavirus. And I don't know how I would possibly get it because I haven't left my house in five weeks. But I think everybody's uh, done that. The yeah. first time you sneeze or something, you're like, oh, God, do I got it? Like, especially in the first week there, you're like, oh, wait a minute. I can't. <laughs> I coughed. Uh oh. Have you have you been anywhere, TJ, or are you still staying in? Uh, I really the only traveling that I've done is um or getting out is I have not been to a store, nothing like that. I did have a doctor's appointment to go to, but other than that, the only thing I've driven is to um out to the land and stuff to go on walks and stuff with my kids. So if you wear a mask, when you put a mask on, and I know NASCAR's talking about us wearing masks when we go back to the racetrack. You have no idea how much you touch your face. Like when you once you put that mask on, you're you're in the I'm in the grocery store and I'm like, man, my nose itches. Man, I like you just are constantly. You're like, geez. So the awareness of that is insane. Yeah, I, it's probably uh, it's probably like you know how we always check our microphones. Like you push the mic so it's right up against your mouth, and you if it's not there, you're like, oh. Then you always kind of just check it to make sure it's close or whatever, because you know what it's like when the driver talks. Yeah, and the mic and the mic's just a little bit. It's a way quieter, um, and it makes a big. You see some guys like constantly move their mouse, and they're it's almost like they're like they're trying to feel their microphone there, make sure it's still there or something. But um, yeah, I can't imagine. I'm sure your nose is going to itch. I wonder if you know if it's hot. They're going to get you know. Is your nose going to get sweaty? I think Man, more I- people will shave their beards now to help with the mask. Hey, that's what's you. making it more com- uncomfortable. I'll bet you a hundred dollars when I go to the racetrack, I'll shave. Well, you have to. Pinsky yeah, won't let you have to. a beard. <laughs> Pinsky will actually let you guys have a beard now. They used to wouldn't, but it has to be nicely trimmed, right? Like you can sport yeah, what you is- got going on today. Yeah, probably not. Nah. Um, they definitely so make I, you shave your neck. Let I, me see oh, your neck. Man. I bet you like Chewbacca. Oh, that's bad. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm gonna need a chainsaw. TJ and Tony Stewart grow the most neck hair of anybody I know. Do you have to put your beard under your mask? How does that work? I'm going to do it. I have no idea. I'm going to have to quit spotting. (laughs) It's going to just keep coming out. Freddie, you're going to have to cut off the front of it. Just cut like a a little square. Like a notch. Yeah, a little notch or something. (laughs) Won't you you braid it? I was thinking about that. I could braid it. I was messing around. I was going to show up on here the other day with a braided goatee. Please do. You don't have to quit. I think Bubba fired you on social media this week. He did. That's okay. I told him I told him he'll never find somebody willing to put up with his ass. So uh, I feel like I got good job security. I don't know, man. I know a lot of ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's team fun won the poll of the best draft from last week. So this tells you, Brett. This tells you how um, unreliable Brett's followers are because the statement clearly said, "Which is the best team, not the most fun team." So I'm going to have to go through and add up the stats for who we've all picked. Yeah. And I, I guarantee Brett's stats, Freddie's and mine, Freddie's is pretty good. You know, and Brett's is. Brett's team had three wins like in the last five years, but don't, <laughs> don't let that stop you. The key, three wins, but 
a lot of parties. The, the, the key to every good business model is a niche, and I found a niche, and my fi- my fans and followers agreed with my niche. That's why I won. That just I'm sorry, proves that you I'm can sorry, say y'all's something. team sucks. I want to see the final count because by my yeah. screen we were tied. It was thirty five percent each. I don't know how the t- I got to see the final count. Yeah, I'm calling Florida. I'm calling Florida for a recount. Man. How about Jason showing that he voted for your team? Yeah, hey. seriously, Jason, what the heck? Smart guy. In the moment, I thought Freddie's team was the best, but then I thought about TJ's team, and it was pretty competitive. No, but guess but what? I can't pick TJ's Neither team. Neither one of you picked y'all's team. Ah, my team won. Team Fun's a winner. That just proves so. that you could say something so dumb, and people will still agree with you. That's, uh, that's the smartest thing you've ever said, Casey. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't understand why people like you so much. They don't like me, trust me. If you can see the tweets I get, they, they don't like me. He's got Check everybody else blocked. Uh, hey, yeah. Honestly, yeah. He's got everyone else blocked. There's probably hey, enough I'll, people on Brett's block list that would win me and Freddie the vote. Yeah, that's all I needed. Was, I should have went to Brett's block list and just campaigned yeah. against them people. I would have had 10,000 yeah. more votes. I, went, I saw a tweet the other day. It came up on my timeline from somebody that I'm not, I don't follow, and I clicked on it, and I just literally blocked everybody that clicked they liked that tweet. Just because I was like, I don't want to hear from these idiots. If they like this kind of tweet, at some point they're going to tweet me something stupid. I'm just going to block them all now and be done with it. I did. So he probably blocked it. He probably blocked everybody that voted for me and you, Freddie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you block Dale after he yelled at you for cursing at the elder? No, that was funny. That was funny. Can you tell how many people you have blocked? Like, is there a number or just you don't don't know how to track that? There's a list. You could probably. Twitter quit counting. (laughs) <laughs> Ran yeah, out of characters. Probably. Oh, boy. All right. Well, I would say the biggest rumor of uh, the week has to be that we are potentially going back to racing mid-May. Is that still accurate from your guys' side? Uh, Man, it sounds uh, like it. I mean, everything you hear. as much as you know. I know what Twitter says. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think it's, I mean... I know there's probably a ton of people saying, you know, is it safe? Is it smart? Are we doing this too soon? Are we pulling a Georgia and opening up way too soon? What do you guys think? Georgia. I don't know. I think think we're going to be one of the first sports to actually get back to it. Um, I don't know. I think uh, I'm relying on NASCAR and and the higher-ups to have a plan in place that would you know, keep us safe at the same time. Um, I think just like everyone else, Brett and Freddie, we're, we're all waiting to hear, but we're, we're all depending on them to send us back when it is safe. And, and there is, um, I don't know, um, proper testing, whatever they need to do to make sure we're all to go into a safe environment. I think, I think one day shows a, a highly um, uh, shortened schedule where I don't even know if we're going to practice um, You're not practicing. To go in, yeah, well, I mean, we're going to show up, tech, qualify, and race, I'm guessing. So, uh, hey, if that's what it takes to get us back to it to start with, we're all in the same boat. We've all been to these tracks before. It's nothing new. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a lot of smart things that the teams can do, Casey. Um, for example, 
the road crew guys. Do not let them go into the shop under any circumstance, right? You're going to have five or six guys that are going to be allowed to go to the racetrack, do what TJ said, and those guys are going to push the cars through tech. Then they're going to push the car straight to the grid. They're going to leave the car on the grid, and the next thing that's going to happen is a driver will climb into the car. He's going to go out and run, and then those same guys will be able to change tires under pit stops and whatnot. Don't let those guys go into the shop. Don't let the crew chiefs go into the shop. Literally have your shop guys and your road rat guys completely separated so that in the event somebody does get it, you'll be able to keep it safer. As far as at the racetrack goes, I know they want us wearing masks. I know they want us six feet apart. And for us as spotters, that's really easy. I think the, the biggest challenge for probably the, 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 the teams is going to be the pit stops. They're talking about letting three guys go over the wall at one time. Those three guys are going to change the tires, and then those three guys are going to come back over the wall, and then they're going to send a guy over to fuel the car. Once he's done fueling the car, he'll put the gas can down, then he can make adjustments to the car. So that's as close as I think you'll see anybody throughout the weekend is when they actually have to change tires under caution. Yeah, I think I th- obviously for us, like somebody was talking to us about it, and and it's easy for us. I mean, I don't, I don't plan on seeing anybody. If I, I made the only person I might see is if Brett, if I ride to the track with him, you know what I mean? Um, it, we go straight to the roof. We don't go through the garage normally. I don't know about TJ and Brett, but I know I don't rarely, I mean, I'll go through there sometimes Sunday morning if I get there early, but like we won't see the guys on the team. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of they, the teams won't be in the garages all over each other. They'll either be working scattered out through there. There's going to be plenty of room so you can scatter haulers out and work behind your hauler or work in every other garage stall. So the teams won't be close to each other. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not no doctor by any means, obviously. So I don't know the best method of testing to, to find out who's got it, who doesn't when you get to the garage. But I think they're, NASCAR's not going to do this half-assed i would imagine if they're gonna do it half-assed we've already done, been doing it so you know they're, they're doing their due diligence and making sure that they got everything right and, and they're gonna say and i've also seen people like brett's to brett's point about you know the crew guys going over the wall and, and changing the tires and fueling the car and guys are saying oh my god it's gonna be you know drag the race out forever it's gonna be 15 minutes it's not gonna be 15 minutes it's not gonna be five minutes it's you know these guys do this every week in the garage during a a practice run. You know what I mean? They come in, change four tires, fuel the car up, and you're back out there in, in three or four minutes if they need to without adjustments. So, you know, it's, it's going to be different, it, you know, but it, it's, it's the option of do you want to do this now or do you want to wait three months for when we can have everybody at the racetrack? So, you know, obviously they're going to, hopefully they take the precautions they need to, but I think NASCAR is going to do it in the safest way possible. One, the industry can't wait. And then two, I think there's one missing piece is it's what about the drivers, right? We, we got to keep the drivers safe too. And I, and from what I'm hearing, it sounds like those guys are going to literally come through the tunnel, go to their motor home. They'll get dressed and they will not come out again until they go to the grid. And when they leave their motor home, it's straight to the race car, buckle in, go racing. I don't think we see a whole lot of pre-race. Let me rephrase that. I don't think we see any pre-race as far as those guys standing out and everybody standing at attention. I don't think I think that's part of, you know, one of the big changes that we're having to make to keep us safe. And and to Freddie's point, we can't wait three months. Three more months, man, half our race team is going to be out of business. There's already teams that were lacking sponsorship, which means they don't have sponsorship revenue. We're not racing, which means we don't have any purse revenue. Those guys won't survive three more months. Their employees won't survive three more months. And and I think we've reached a point to where we're waiting on the, the curve to flatten and, and the curve to start going down. At that point, that's when we'll go to the racetrack. And TJ, it's almost like we're going racing in a quarantine mode at the racetrack. Uh, yeah, very similar. Um, it's going to be different for sure. We're going to go to, looks like we're tentatively, tentatively going to the track that has the tightest spotter stand. Um, 
which is going to be interesting. I mean, we are elbow to elbow at that place. So, which brings up a really good point. We're we're clearly not going to stand on the spotter stand at Darlington. So now we're going to probably stand at the top of Tyler Tower Grandstand at Darlington on the front stretch. Man, I'm not worried about Darlington so much, but when we go to Talladega, we'll be fine. But we go to Daytona, we go to Michigan, we go to some of these other tracks. Man, if we get the top of the grandstands, it's going to drastically change our line of sight. Yeah, and Darlington, yeah, Darlington's a tough one. Darlington's a tough one off a of four now, you know, depending on where you're at on that spotter stand. So, I mean, if you're lower and closer to the racetrack, it's going to be hard to clear a guy off a of four. Yeah, they're, Darlington's... Darlington and Dover are some of the hardest places to clear your driver off a of turn four. Uh, turn three at Pocono can be challenging. Um, you know, it's just hard when the angle closes up and they're coming at you. It just gets really hard. Uh, Darlington is definitely one of the tough ones. If they bring us down lower, which they're going to have to, it's going to get even harder. Um, probably the best news of the week, I would say, is the return of Ryan Newman once racing resumes. What do you guys think about that one? It's just astonishing that this guy can get back in the car this soon after that wreck. You know, I think all of us probably feared the worst at one point that night. And here we are. I mean, literally, he's only missed, what, two races, three races? Obviously, he's got, you know, a month or two break. But, um, you know, to just miss a couple races after that wreck is is ridiculous. It seems like... It's been two years ago for some reason, I guess because of this quarantine. But, I mean, it, it honestly is a miracle. He looks like – he actually looks really good. Uh, he looks like he's in good shape, and obviously mentally he's he's fine if he wants to go racing. But I feel like I, I was watching college football and Lee Corso came on and said, not so fast, because NASCAR was like, ah, he's not medically cleared yet. So hopefully all that goes as planned and, and, and Ryan gets back in the car. I'd been hearing some rumors that it looked like this is what was going to go down. So, I, I mean, just – unbelievable tj crazy yeah i think uh so much has happened since daytona uh what a weird year right now to only be four races into the season and uh you know see newman's wreck and he's really only going to miss three of them so this is a huge break for for ryan newman and his team to only miss that many races um and brett moffitt as well who had a motorcycle accident there and He's uh, is he healed now? Does anybody know? Is he coming back? I've seen him running some I race and stuff, so I don't know if okay. He must be, well, he must be working, but yeah. So, but great for Ryan Newman to be coming back. I think that's um, you know, ever since his accident there, you know, we've continued from late that night. We got nothing but good rumors coming out of it. Everything just proved to be right, and and uh, I think it's a um, I hope people look back at the end of this year and know that think about them thoughts we all had right after that wreck and what we got, what we're going to see the rest of the year with Ryan Newman. You know what I mean? We're all going to be glad he's here. And, uh, you know, there's going to come a time that you're going to be racing Ryan Newman and he's going to be racing you really hard. and He's going to make you mad. You're going to sit back and be like, you know what? I'm okay with it right now just because we're all so glad that he's going to be back. And, and, uh, we all want that man. Ryan's a hard racer and, and, you know, Ryan, um, he makes you earn your he makes you earn your spots on the track, you know, and and he's known for that, and I don't have any problem with that. His disposition seemed a little different for me on TV yesterday. Like Ryan is a uh, a, a smartass, a condescending person. Like he just and, and it's just his wit, right? And 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 I I think this probably changed him a little bit. It had to, have, right? You would think. I mean, he almost uh, died. Yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know what it was like, you know, maybe um. Maybe after we get back to it and he can do some interviews, you know, and get out there and start talking about it a little bit. Maybe we'll all get some 
some um, a clear picture of maybe what he was going through. But um, I know from our point of view, it scared us all. It scared us. We all we all thought the worst. So yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be I think it'll be interesting to hear Ryan's point of view when he comes back and does some interviews and stuff and we can read what his side what you know, does he was he gonna remember any of that or stuff like that. All right, well before we get started, let's hear more about our amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Last week I told you if I had to pack up and move anywhere in the world, it would be to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. First I would have to sell my current home and I'd start by going to offerpad.com. That's right, Brett. Make the process simple for yourself by using OfferPad.com. You just need to spend five minutes filling out the form and get an offer within 24 hours. <laughs> I know you want to move to the Dirty Myrtle ASAP. The great thing about OfferPad is you can pick your own closing date and you don't need an open house. Yeah, I got a great idea. When we need to move all your stuff, we'll call Bubba and Clint and we can spot for them as they carry all of your precious belongings out of your home. Man, that sounds like a really good plan. All it takes is for you to visit OfferPad.com. They make buying and selling process extremely easy. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. First topic, rumored schedule includes newly added races at Darlington on May 17th and Charlotte. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Spot on. It gets us started. Um, as long as everything's safe and like uh, Freddie mentioned earlier, they're not going to half it. We're going to we're gonna do it right. So um, if that's what it takes to get us back and, um, and back in business here and, and racing, um, spot on. Yeah, I mean, spot on. You got to do what you got to do. We got to get back racing. We got to we got to keep these teams in business. We got to get. Freddie needs know, paid. Yeah, I need to get paid. I need to get the hell out of my house. Um, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be a state by state basis. I think, and unfortunately, we're probably going to see some places lose races this year. Some some of the you know maybe t- closer. You know, I don't really want to get into too much of that, but I think there's potentially you know four or five races that might disappear off the schedule. So now we've got to find places to make them up. And this is a good chance to, while we really can't, or not can't, but shouldn't fly and get some of these races close to home where we can drive like a Darlington, a, a Charlotte, a Bristol, a, you know, Martinsville, and they open in Virginia back up, you know, just, just let's tack on as many races as we can and get back to work. We saw a schedule come out unofficially across some of our cell phones, and it had us going like Darlington, Charlotte, Bristol, Darlington, Charlotte, Bristol. And I think TV was like, whoa, this is spot off. If we're going to go somewhere, let's go sit somewhere for a few days and let's run multiple races at those tracks for a few days. So I think what we may see happen is when we go to Darlington on May 17th, we may be going back to Darlington May 18th or May 19th. We may not waste a whole lot of time um, in, in making up these dates. And, and, and like Freddie said, I mean, there are some tracks that are in jeopardy. And it's not the track's fault. When you look at the state of California, we have no idea when they're going to open back up. When we look at the state of Virginia, they closed down during the entire month of May. So when we look at those tracks, um, we're going to miss those races, even if the lights were on, right, for, for the sport. So we're turning the lights back on on the sport. Some states have the lights off. We don't want to have to travel. NASCAR doesn't want us to have to travel. They want us to be able to drive our own car, show up for work, stay pretty much isolated, race, and come right back home. 
There's not a lot of places we can do that. But when we look at Bristol, Tennessee, that's three hours from here. Totally doable. Darlington's two hours from here. Obviously, Charlotte's in our backyard. Atlanta, you know what? It would suck, but we can do it. We can drive four and a half hours to Atlanta, race and turn around and come home. Um, I think the question becomes, and I think NASCAR's getting in a window, TJ, to where they're going to have to tell us something. I mean, we're talking about showing up at the racetrack in two and a half weeks from right now. They've not told us anything. They've not told our sponsors anything. They've not told our fans anything. I think scheduling-wise, they're going to have to come out this week with what their intentions are. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago that they were told um, we needed 10 days to get stuff ready. So we're getting into that. We're getting close to that window. Um, so we're getting close. We're getting closer to it every week. So hopefully everybody, you know, was staying safe, listening to their what they're supposed to be doing and we can the quicker everybody does that the quicker we get back to it yeah i know there's there's layers to this man like we we've heard rumors that you know obviously a lot of stuff that goes on around here is based in north carolina so they're we're all kind of under the same blanket there gibbs the engines that gibbs runs are built in california and 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 there's rumors that them guys can't get in that building right now to build these engines so what happens when they're out of the supply they have now or you know we've heard rumors about maybe the goodyear tire plants aren't open right now guys can't get in there and make tires so i mean there's a lot of layers of this that nascar has to cover it's not as easy as going, hey we're going back racing everybody get ready yeah and, and that's the big question is there's a lot of small parts that these race cars need that if we get into a situation come july or august where we can't get them woo, we're gonna have to get creative well, just think about the tires like freddie said we go to darlington that place eats up tires man so are we gonna run shortened races we'll have to run shortened races i'm sure um i would think anyway um who knows though i would hope with the with the pit stops being the way they are obviously i touched on earlier not going to take quite as long as everybody thinks but i mean that coke 600 and the southern 500 already you know close to four four plus hour races and now you're going to throw a caution every you know whatever it is 50 laps you know what a fuel window is and have a a five minute break it's just going to add to that so what a wonderful opportunity to have an excuse to try new things and see what actually works and what our fan base likes i mean casey you're on the marketing side. I'm on the marketing side. Like for us to go out and and now do potentially a two hour cup race for us to see what the ratings do and the sustainability within those that two hour gap. Like how I mean that's almost fun to challenge us with that. Yeah, and and on top of that, I know at least on our side, we're already thinking of ways to you know if our fans are not at the track, if our guests are not at the track, how can we still um, provide a great experience for them? something you know whether it be virtual hospitality things like that so i think we'll see a lot more especially from sponsors um with this new plan that will come into play next topic nascar is likely to require all teams to wear masks at the track spot on spot off freddie i mean spot off how am i gonna cover this beautiful beard with a mask I don't, I don't get it. No, spot on. Obviously, it's going to be the safest thing to do. Whatever is the safest bet is what we got to do. Um, the only question we have, I know Brett had his headset on the other day with a microphone. I mean, how the, can the drivers hear us? Do we need to poke a hole in the side of our mask and slide our microphone through there? Like, those are the only questions I have about it. But spot on, you know, you got to do whatever you got to do that, that's safe. I'm spot on for it for sure is if, if we're in the garage. I think once I get in the grandstand and I'm 20 feet from, from any other spotter and I'm not talking to anybody, I think that uh, – you know, it'd be fine not to wear it. But, I mean, I'm going to do whatever they say do. If they tell me to stand on my hands and clap with my feet, hell, I'm going to try it. I was going to say, you ain't doing it. <laughs> you ain't going to be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, spot on. We all, we're all on the same boat. Um, if it's what keeps everybody safe and keeps us going back every week uh, to get races in, 
I'm wearing it. This one's for you, Brett. Clint Boyer leading the iRacing race when he blows a motor. Was he actually leading? Yeah. He was, Alex was on the tail end of the lead lap. Oh, I got but he, oh, yeah. Oh, man. My guy finally was getting some TV time for the right reasons. He was leading the race. He was being aggressive. He was running up front. He wasn't being one of them pansies laying back in a video game, scared they're going to tear their virtual car up. Oh, my. I would hate to see such a thing ever happen to anybody. And then he blew a motor. Uh, spot off for blowing a motor. Spot off for Clinton Jeff Gordon, because if it wasn't for Clinton Jeff Gordon, that broadcast would have been terrible. Those two guys made it entertaining to watch. Uh, I think we've. I, th- I think the iRacing thing has been awesome. I think it's provided us some entertainment, but I think that it's lost its excitement in terms of being exciting racing. We've all realized now that it's a video game, and it's time to go back and do the real thing. Yeah, spot off. What an idiot. I mean, check your gauges. Damn it, Clint. Huh. But uh, yeah, just piggyback on Brett there about you know it's lost its its. Um, I can't wait know, to see you do that. I'd love to see you piggyback on Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see Brett's back when I'm done piggybacking on him. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, this, the iRacing deal, I think, kind of missed a boat here. We're just going to keep saying boat as much as we can this show, I think. But, um, you know, I seen, I think it was Corey. A lot of these guys, like Bubba quit this week. Bubba, he, he didn't want to do it this week. And his reasoning was, which I don't think, I don't, it didn't fit this week's narrative very good because you don't have to practice Talladega much. But, you know, he, just the amount of time, he didn't want to practice all the time for these other races, so he quit. Um, and Corey LaJoy kind of said something similar, like he wasn't racing because of the, you know he didn't want to practice all the time. And I like Corey's idea on his podcast that Corey um, raced. Yeah, you know, he raced this week, but he hasn't been racing. Um, the, he said, "Draw the draw the track." You know, I feel like following the schedule hurt I race, hurt these broadcasts, hurt I racing. There's so many. TJ knows this. There's so much cool stuff you can do in that game where you know you could take certain cars, like TJ's replacement series ran street stocks at Myrtle Beach a couple weeks ago. I feel like. Keep the cup drivers, just the cup drivers in there, but do different stuff, run different cars, run different tracks. And Corey had a good idea about just pulling a track out Sunday morning, you know, pull it out of a hat so these guys can't practice all week. Now everybody's got the same, you know, three or four hours before the race to go practice. So I feel like they kind of missed the boat a little bit following the cup schedule. I'm sure that was probably part NASCAR, part TV deal wanted to do that. But, you know, I think it could have been more entertaining if they if they would have bounced around different racetracks, different kind of cars, and, and it made it kind of a surprise where these guys can't practice all the time. Yeah, first of all, to go back to the original statement, your oil temp is the very top right number on your dash, and it flashes. It's white. When it gets a little iffy, it goes yellow for a while, and then when it gets bad, it goes red. When it gets yellow for a little while, you might want to let off a little bit and just chill where you're at. Um, Evidently, Clint got to the red and decided to keep going um, to see what comes after the red, and he found out. (laughs) Um, But, you know... Uh, it's easy to do, and that's one thing that you can, when you're making those setups, you can decide how much tape you want on. You can start, and they're all driving the same thing, but you know, you can decide. Sometimes you leave a little bit of tape on it because you don't want guys to be able to push the entire time. You want to have them lift, and that creates runs from other guys when other guys lift, and then there's passing. So, um, yeah, I don't, you know, you got to watch your temps, um, but kind of like what, Fr- what Freddie did, you know, that's what one thing that we were told that we could do with our series is I asked him, like, so what do you want us to run? And we did Atlanta the first weekend because that's where we were supposed to go. And it's a slick racetrack and there's tire fall off, which we know we like tire fall off. Um, 
But now he's like, okay, run whatever you want. So that's why we ran Myrtle Beach Street Stocks. We're running, uh, not not tomorrow, but next Tuesday, we're going to run the Street Stock at 2008 Phoenix with the grass and the dog leg and stuff. And that'll be... Um, That'll be pretty wild um, to do that. It's going to be fun, but you can – those cars are tanks, and you can really beat and bang in them and stuff, and it really kind of puts on a good race. But I do agree with Freddie that mixing it up for, you know, making it more fun probably would have been a good idea to, to and just get away from some of these places. We all knew when we were going to Bristol that it was going to be a, a mess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let me ask you this. When you run your first race, people are always like, oh, man, yeah, I'll go to Bristol – it's kind of they kind of made the the path in the NASCAR to run short tracks first. Well, let me tell you, Martinsville and Bristol are not easy. They're not easy for rookies and people to go to for the first time and run successfully. It's hard. Them places are hard. Um, so to put all these guys on a on a track like Bristol to start with is definitely going to be challenging for them. But you know, mix it up a little bit. Do something fun. Make it a you know they can make easy cars to drive. I will say that there's so much planning into this and with all the sponsors and stuff though, Freddie. You need to have your car schemes all done and, and turned in by a certain time so they can get everything loaded up for your sponsors and partners and stuff to be represented. And if you start doing that, you're going to know what car they picked. You know, you might not know what track, but... Um, yeah, I think the know, track the, will be the biggest thing. Yeah. I saw Ty Dillon after the thing. Um, he was riding his bicycle on the road, and I was walking down the road yesterday. We, we were going to play... Uh, what's that game I was playing? Croquet? Uh, or croquet. Croquet or whatever the f*** it is. So anyway, I was like... Dang, Ty, you almost had it. But it was amazing to me watching that broadcast how he never blinked. I mean, he was riding around there and literally not blinking. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Even Clint, like there was a point in the broadcast where Clint, you know, he's always joking around and ADD, not, can't pay attention to nothing. But there was a time where he got hooked up with somebody on the outside and was trying to push them to the lead. And no matter what they said, same thing, laser focus, like like no yeah. blink, just – you know, so it's it's amazing. Like these guys can joke around about it, but when something comes down to the wire, it gets, or, serious, you know, yeah. it gets real serious. I ran a sprint car race last week. Just hopped in a dirt race, and it was it. Some track where you had to run right up against the fence, not Eldora, but like Lima Land or something like that. And I ran the the race, and when I let when I I finished the race, I ended up winning. But I let go of the wheel, and I was like, "Oh my god, my hands hurt." I was holding <laughs> the wheel so tight. We have some breaking news to cover. Matt Kenseth has been announced as the driver of the Chip Ganassi Racing number 42 car for the remainder of the season. What do you think, Brett? Man, I didn't see this one coming. Uh, I think there were a lot of names on all of our radars, and and Matt Kenseth probably wasn't one of them. I mean, they're getting a guy that's won, what, 18, 19 races in his 40s? A guy that's a champion? Um a solid, solid, solid hire here. I mean, not only are you getting a proven race car driver, you're getting a guy that's uh, just a good stand-up guy. So, I mean, I don't know that, that you could have gone out and got a better replacement. Now, is this the guy for long-term? I don't know. But I could see Matt doing this two to three years if he's in a fun situation. Yeah. I mean, you've been saying for, I don't know how, you know, two or three weeks or whatever it's been, they need to get a big name, and you don't get a name bigger than Matt Kenseth that's available. Uh, like you said, a champion, uh, a guy that can can win races, um, you know, we talked last week about it, and I said that there wasn't a guy out there that, you know, would put them in a position to win a championship, and this guy might be a guy that could do that. You know, he uh, he's obviously got to get a waiver to be eligible because he hasn't run all the races, which he'll probably will, and he can go out and win a race and get him into playoffs, and and he's been Mister Consistency over his career, so he can get them in a in a place where they could compete and and advance through the rounds. And another thing, um, 
he's been a teammate with Kurt before, you know, that, and that, that might have played a little factor into it at Roush, you know, where these guys have a history of working together. So, I mean, this checks all the boxes for Chip. Sponsors can be happy. You went from a guy that, you know, obviously had some controversy why he lost his ride to a guy that's probably really not had any controversy except for wrecking Joey Logano one time in Martinsville. Um, yeah, I think this kind of surprised everybody. I think we, um, we talked about it, weren't sure which route they were going to take. I think we know that now. Um, I think it also, I think the news was also that he reached out to Carl Edwards as well. Um, so obviously Chip went, wanted a veteran driver in his car. He didn't want, he didn't want to go the younger route. He wanted somebody that's won races and, uh, you know, won a lot of races. Matt's won a lot of races. Carl's won a lot of races. Um, both championship contenders, majority of their career. So, um, yeah, I think Chip, uh, wanted to get some experience in that seat and, you know, Matt and whoever he gets like that's going to be very, um, very sponsor friendly as well. So it's going to be easy to sell a guy. Hey, this guy won a championship. Um, definitely a, uh, a power move by Chip kind of, um, to be a competitor. Now, whether he gets the, um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure this is going to qualify for a, wa- a waiver or something like that. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I don't know that's going to raise a lot of question if he gets a waiver for that. I don't know if, you know, if you fire a guy, however many races in the year, do you get a waiver for signing a new guy? I don't know if it works like that. Um, but regardless, I think Matt is going to help the organization. They're not going to, it's not taking a step back when you sign a guy like Matt Kenseth. So, um, definitely gonna, you're, you're hiring a veteran guy that knows how to get it done. Matt came back part-time for Roush, uh, 2018, and he got in a car that wasn't a very competitive car uh, when, when they had the whole Trevor Bain situation going on, and, and he helped them turn that team around. I mean, let's all be honest, man. Roush is a lot better. They're a lot faster, more competitive than they were two years ago. He's going to help Chip Canassi Racing get back uh, in a competitive situation. He is a guy that can put you in position to win races. And, look, we're going to Darlington. He's he's pretty dang good at Darlington. Yeah, Matt. Matt's also very, you know – He's fast, but he's also very smooth. He's finesse, you know, and he's not a lot of them, you know, nothing against Larson or whatever, but Larson would still make some mistakes every now and then. Matt doesn't make them mistakes. Matt finishes the deal. Um, he knows how to get it done. In 2018, like you said, he ran, he was in the Homestead race, um, and we were on that last restart, and we were restarting third. And I remember looking back there, and Matt Kenseth was in the sixth car, probably a row or two behind us, and we were starting third. So that's pretty impressive. Um, for them to be in that scenario, especially the point they they were in, in the, you know, in that year, so he definitely helped that organization. And it might take a little bit of time for you to notice some results from Matt, but you're not going to wreck race cars. You're going to have fast race cars. Matt's going to be smart. He's going to help you build on what you're working on, and uh, just solid move, solid signing by Chip. Yeah. yeah, Matt. Matt is the model of consistency. Matt is the reason we have a chase because Matt went out and won a championship without winning a race. So, you know, he's just like you said, he's going to he's going to get the best available finish. He's not going to try and do too much with the race car. You know, it's like this is just a a home run move for Chip to be able to get this. And then, you know, a lot of people, I think, thought instantly, all right, this is Ross's ride to lose. I mean, you know, this this is instantly going to be on his plate. Um, And I just think that it goes to show you what sponsors mean today, because Ross has a relationship with this sponsor. And Brett could probably talk more to this. That, you know, you don't want to burn a bridge. You know, he signed a deal with these guys and, and he probably could have very easily had this ride maybe. 
if he was willing to, you know, get out of that Xfinity contract and burn a bridge with a sponsor. But but you don't you can't do that in this day and age. It's tough, man. I mean, yeah, he he did sign up to run, you know, obviously for a championship in the Xfinity series, and I would say that probably impacted. I mean, here's the if if you're Chip Ganassi and you're trying to decide whether or not you want to run for a championship, well, unfortunately, Freddie, every sponsor on that car signed up to run for a championship. Well, obviously the driver that they signed up to run with, he's gone. To TJ's point, does NASCAR let Matt Kids get a pass and run for this championship? Like you almost want to look at it from a sports perspective and say, I bet they won't. But if you look at it from NASCAR and an industry perspective, I don't know how they can't say no because they need to clean this whole situation up. It's good for Chip if he can. It's good for their sponsors if he can. And we need Chip Ganassi Racing to stay around. Yeah, it's definitely going to be good if they can, but I understand it both ways. If, you know, that opens a big can of worms if somebody else, you know, and it, it have, I don't know, man, it's a big, I don't know how that, how you handle all I think, that. I think, I, I think TJ looking at it from like, if we say NASCAR's perspective, the team didn't just fire the driver. And boom, we have this new scenario. NASCAR had to indefinitely suspend the driver, which was one of the reasons that he ended up getting fired anyway. He couldn't race. So, like, I, I think they're going to have to take this in, in a special account and make a special decision. And I hope for everybody's sake they let the guy run for a championship. It's a good story. They needed a good story. Yeah. Also, uh, Freddie, when he won that championship, he qualified like – Shoot, he qualified like 30th every week, too. So he didn't win that by just having a super fast car. I know he had good cars then, but he didn't win by having a dominant car every week. Matt Kenseth qualified consistently in the second half of the field and still won a championship that year. Here's the thing. If you go look at his stats, half of his starts result in top 10 finishes. So for for Chip Ganassi Racing right here, for the next 10 weeks, if they don't get five top 10s out of that guy, they know they got to go work on their stuff because he is a top 10 driver literally everywhere he goes. Yeah, I mean, it's a little little bit different now. This day and age stuff is a little bit different, but Matt, he still, I mean, he doesn't, he didn't do that by luck. A plus move. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, solid deal. What is OfferPad? Well, put simply, we're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern home selling solution with a personalized human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. We buy your home from you so you can move forward the moment you're ready. We've had the pleasure of helping thousands of happy home sellers, and we'd love to help you. Getting started is easy. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. Why is OfferPad? pad the better way because we give you what traditional selling can't certainty and control selling to offer pad means no showings you pick your closing day and we'll even move you locally for free we have a 94 percent satisfaction score and a a plus bbb rating for a reason it truly is a better way so start thinking about where you want to live next get excited about making that move with OfferPad, you're sold go to offerpad.com and request your free purchase offer today OfferPad, move freely time to find out who's as fast as xfinity internet with xfinity Fastlane. we have six questions to answer and they'll have 10 seconds to respond to each first question the yellow line rule wasn't in place for sunday's iRacing race at talladega do you think the yellow line rule is still necessary for real super speedway races tj 100%. If you go down there, we need to have an out-of-bounce. I know it's wild if you don't, but we're all too close together now. There's too many cars involved. 
and somebody we will have really bad bad accidents if we if we open it up all the way down there. Brett, it's intended to keep bad accidents from happening. To TJ's point, but with one to go, all bets are off. No out of bounds. I'm sorry. I'm all for it. Until we throw the white flag. Once we throw the white flag, it's a race. Whoever can get back first wins. Boys have at it. That was actually 15 seconds, Jason. (laughs) I mean, I think it'd be exciting to do that, Brett, but I don't think it's plausible. I think the point is to to not have a big wreck. We used to not have the yellow line, Freddie. And you used to have gigantic wrecks on the last lap. The whole point is to not get anybody killed. That's why you can do it in a video game and you can't do it in real life. Question number two, once fans are allowed back at the track, do you think the threat of coronavirus will continue to impact attendance over the course of the next year? Freddie. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think fans are going to be allowed back until there's some kind of cure or vaccine for it. TJ. Uh, It's 100% going to affect it. There's, you know, with all the, the stuff in place right now and and uh, like Freddie said, we need to have a cure or a vaccine or something for it before we can get elbow to elbow in the stands and stuff. Yeah, it's going to impact for two reasons. Number one, there's a lot of people out there right now without jobs. And if you don't have a job, you're not going to have the money to come to the track. Number two is consumer confidence. And it's going to take a little while for all of us Americans to have the confidence to travel and to go to uh, events where a large amount of people are, are going. I mean, if I had free tickets to see Bon Jovi tomorrow night, I don't know if I'd go. Question number three, Roddy Childers tweeted that the number four team was least ready for a season in 2014 when Kevin Harvick won the championship. Name a season your team outperformed your preseason expectations. Brett. I've been on a team that underperformed uh, preseason expectations. We went to Harry Scott Racing and we thought we were getting into a a, a good situation where he was going to invest in cars. And man, we ran brakes that were 10 years old. We ran cars that sucked. Uh, the only thing good about that whole program was the motors. Other than that, it, it was that was the worst the worst year of my life from a competition standpoint. Sorry, I flipped the angle, but I don't really have a. I don't I like spotters. We don't know when teams are ready or not ready because we're always ready. Of course, you are, Freddie. Uh, probably 2017 Xfinity Series season with Bubba. We were talking about shutting down before the year started. Then we started, ran. We were third in points when the team did shut down because we ran out of money. So we were outperforming our expectations right up until they closed the team down. Um, I don't remember the year that it was, but we, uh, I think when we went to Hendrick and we had, we started off pretty successful with Tony Jr. And then we just got into a slide. Uh, the next couple years after that were, were pretty um, not nearly what we thought they would be. Which part of the NASCAR industry do you think will be impacted most by a busy schedule when racing returns? TJ. Um, I mean, uh, the hotels, hotel industry probably, anything that we do with travel. I'm going to tell you what's going to be the most impacted when we go back racing, and it's going to be our vehicles because we're going to have to drive to these races and turn around and drive back home the same day. They don't want us in hotels. They don't want us on airplanes. We don't know how long that's going to last, but for, I would say, the foreseeable future, which is May and June, we're going to be racing right around Charlotte. See, he hears it, and he still ignores it. Go ahead, Freddie. <laughs> uh, you know, in our industry, I think the broadcast, you know, is the, the them, them guys are going to be the most impacted because they are going to do some traveling. They're going to have to set stuff up quick. 
you know, they're only gonna have maybe a couple days to get somewhere set up where they used to have a week. So, you know, they're, they're probably up at the top of my list. Hey, question for you. Does this help drive hotel prices back down once we get back into it and people can start traveling? I would hope so. It does right until we turn the lights back on. When we travel 3,000 people to one market, we go into Anniston, Alabama, and we're still going to have those same jacked up prices. But the question is, when does that happen? You know, yeah. if we try to get a room tonight at a Marriott on, on I forty or I twenty or wherever, I guarantee you it's ninety seven dollars. But when we yeah. go, it'll be three fifty because our industry takes so many people. To your point, when we go to a place like Indy, though, TJ, that has all those hotel rooms, maybe not. Maybe they're not jacked up like they used to be. July fourth weekend, I feel like it might still be. Uh, question number five. If you had to pair one cup driver with a different cup crew chief to make a, to create a modern dream team, which driver and crew chief would you pair together to have the most success? Freddie? Uh, no matter what, my crew chief's Dale Inman. And if I'm talking old time, you know, old school, I would put him with Tim Richmond. I felt like Dale's a take no kind of guy. And, and he said could get modern, somebody. Freddie. Well, modern he said modern dream, dream team. team. And if not, then put Bubba Wallace with him. Bubba, you know, Dale Inman will get the best out of everybody because he don't take no TJ. I felt like we were really, uh, really strong the last couple of years with, with Joey and Todd, but I, I, this was a big surprise in the offseason to me when they switched. But I feel like uh, Paul Wolf and I feel like Paul Wolf and Joey are a really good match. Are you me? That's your that's that's your I pick. Said that. You're picking I was your for team. The response. <laughs> I did that for the response from you guys. Guess I was waiting what? to see the reaction. Guess what? We got 25 more weeks or 30 more weeks to see if he's right. Um, modern, well, we have a 50% winning percentage right now. Just so Modern you know. dream team. Wow. <laughs> How do you not have Chad Knauss as your crew chief and a modern dream team? And you have to pair him with a Kevin Harvick or a Kyle Busch. Yeah, TJ, you don't want Chad Knauss and Joey together? Uh... That's a good one too. There's a lot of good crew chiefs that are that could just use a change of scenery. Um, that are super smart, and you know, like Chad's obviously are super smart as well. You got a, there's a, there's a handful of guys out there that that could you know probably use a change of scenery. Off the wall question: Single people are using Tinder to meet and Zoom and FaceTime to interact during quarantine. If you were young and single again and couldn't meet and take a girl on a date in person, which method of communication would you use? Brett. Why is Josh Williams not on the show answering this? (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be 20 years old. I don't know what it's like to have... You sure? Because you act like it. (laughs) I don't know what it's like to have all these things. Like, I don't do Snapchat. I don't do Instagram. I don't do Tinder. I do FaceTime occasionally my mother... I do text a lot, and I do limited calls. So I guess text. We're all creative, Freddie. It's got to be FaceTime because for one, you have to see what these people look like, and two, you got to make you sure they're not. You don't think their profile pictures are real? No, not a chance. And you, you got to make sure they're not an idiot. They could actually hold a conversation. You like, guys you would could... be the people that would put the face picture. Hot chicks up don't there. have to be able to talk, Freddie. My Tinder profile has Brett's picture on it, so. I think uh, no wonder your battery goes down on your phone all the time. I think it depends on. Um, I mean, Facetime kind of ruined catfishing, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 That poor guy so, lost his girlfriend. What was his name? Man, Titan. <laughs> yeah. What an idiot. So I think it depends on what you're trying to do. Facetime is easily the 
the top, find out who you are. But I think, um, you know, I guess Tinder, I don't really think Tinder is made for dating. <laughs> Tinder. Can you um, imagine being the best football player on the Notre Dame football team and getting on national television and saying that your girlfriend died when A, she wasn't even real. And B, she was never your girlfriend if she was never real. And C, you ain't never seen this chick. <laughs> How hey, can you baby, be that stupid? Take it maybe easy. Maybe she was real until the power went out. Internet went out. I don't know. Maybe he got catfished and just went with it. He did. That's what happened. He got catfished. He had no oh. idea. He thought, and then they told her he. They told the people, whoever was catfishing him told her told him that she died. Oh. So then when she yeah, died, then everybody started looking into it. They're like, no, she she's not real. <laughs> He might have should have looked into that a little bit more. <laughs> Poor kid. Surely she imagine being that stupid. Surely the guy that's running the damn football team could could pick up women how on campus. You, like, how do you have a girlfriend? And that's my point. He's an idiot. <laughs> he should have Facetime. Should have. Was Facetime out yet? Uh, yeah. Should. Yeah. Probably. Skype would have been out. That's stupid. That's just stupid. Anyway, sorry. Man, loved her. True love. Man, that segment was Xfinity Fast. I don't think we've ever done it that fast. Glad to have them on board as a sponsor of Xfinity Fast Lane. Xfinity has been a great partner for our sport ever since the inaugural Xfinity Series season in 2015. That year, I spotted for Regan Smith and the number seven JR Motorsports team. We earned an Xfinity Series victory at Dover that fall. Don't forget to follow at Xfinity Racing on social media for behind the scenes racing coverage. Man, we got some great news here, Door Bumper Clear fans. There's a new line of Dirty Mo merchandise available now for you to buy and sport the Dirty Mo brand. That's right. Go to DirtyMoMedia.com, select the Dirty Mo Media gear tab, and when you check out, use code DBC10, DBC10, to get 10% off your order. Get your gear now. Did you get that tattoo that everybody got in the brand? When, when I, Dirty Mo came out, there was this Dirty Mo posse, there's all this DMP. Like, did you get the tattoo? I did not. I watched it. I could smell the skin burning, and I'm not. How many guys do you think got that brand? Four or five. Yeah. Josh. Did Josh Schneider get it? Yeah, the Josh is the worst one. Mitch Lash. Josh is the worst one because they did it once and they thought they didn't do it good enough, so they heated it back up. Oh, they branded him twice? Right over the old one. And you could smell it, and it was the worst thing ever, so I didn't do it. Oh, I don't blame you. Not doing it. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. First question is from Brannon87. Saw where Denny's daughter cut off his screen during the Dago race. Have you or someone else's kid ever accidentally messed you up in a situation like that? I'm going to say you, Brett. Man, I don't think so. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think back of when a kid's messed me up with something that was serious. What about when you were a kid? You were playing Excite Bike or something, and mom walked in front of the TV and you missed that jump. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Man, Mario. I don't know. I felt bad for Denny's daughter because you could see the look on her face, which was, oh, yeah. I did that. Like, she didn't want to say I did that, but she knew whatever she did, which obviously was press that button. When it went blank and he said something, you could see on her face, she was like, oh, that's 100% my fault. I don't understand why he couldn't just turn the TV back on and get back going, though. Because he was already wrecked. He wrecked, like, as soon as it happened. 
Oh. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's awesome if you're not rich and you don't use TVs for your monitors. You just have a monitor. They don't come with remotes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they thought Denny was trying to get a new computer set up, and they thought it was overheating. But I watched the video, and the, the, two, the two side screens are still on. So I know he's got – the computer's not overheating. But when that video came out, that look on her face where she turned around – was uh, pretty much priceless. But um, I think, uh, yeah, I've probably, I've probably yelled at uh, my wife, my kids, when, I, when I, you know, you're playing Madden or something, and you, they walk in front of the TV right at the right time. You throw the ball to the wrong receiver or something, and you just blame them, even though it was probably <laughs> going to happen anyway. <laughs> but, uh, no, so we were, we were passing. We were behind Denny when he started doing that, and when the modern went blank, he went up top, I think, hit the wall a little bit, came back down all the way to the flat, went off turn four, hit the wall again, and then went down like he was trying to get to pit road and went out in the grass and spun out and everything. So um, pretty entertaining moment. And then they kicked him out of the server. <laughs> so obviously I don't have any kids, so can't have anything there. But when I was a kid, my dad was a figure eight racer, and he was pretty good. And we didn't have a lot of money, so we kind of depended on that. Like, that was kind of a source of income for us. And they had some high-paying races. We were living in Florida, and we were racing at Hialeah Speedway. And they only came there once a month, so it was like $1,500 to win, which is pretty big money for the for a figure-eight division. So I used to play baseball all the time when I was a kid. You know, that's all I did at home. So I had these, like, little rubber balls that I would throw up against the wall. And my dad's race car was out there on the trailer. And whatever, we, you know, I'd bounce it off the wall. Well, one day I lost my ball. I don't know where it went. And uh, we're at the racetrack a couple days later. My dad's checked out, leading, going to win. It's like two to go. And just comes off the last corner and spins out, like all by himself, just wide open, spun out. I'm like, that was weird. What the what happened there? Turns out the baseball went in the race car and got, like, I guess it was rolling around by his feet the whole race and got wedged under the gas pedal coming to the, like, the white flag and spun out and cost him $1,500. And I was when I got to the pits, my dad was just – tossing the ball up in the air, like catching it. He's like, what's up? I was like, oh, where'd that come from? I think I lost that last week. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I found it. Thanks a lot. Cost him all kind of money. Good job. So so dad was not happy with me that day. Who just turned on their Nintendo? These headphones I got on, you can't hear nothing. They completely kill all the noise. You can't hear nothing to begin with. So don't I don't know. If Brett opens it, if just for uh, reference for fans and, and even you guys, if Brett, for some reason, when Brett looks at his phone, or I guess maybe his iPad works the same way, his ears shut off. I don't know if you guys have known this, if you, but like if Brett's looking at his phone or iPad or whatever, he has no sense of hearing whatsoever. Oh, Focus. Chad has the same issue. I think it's a health problem. <laughs> if I no, say that's, something. Really? That's, that's selective hearing with you, Casey. Yeah, I mean. that is 100% selective hearing. <laughs> What'd right, you say, whatever. Casey? Fine. Next question is from Real J. Murphy. If NASCAR went back racing tomorrow but was restricted to racing in only one state, which one would you pick? TJ. Were you, t- were you talking? Okay, oh. Chad. Um, Any state, no rules. Which state has the best racetracks to go racing at? Oh, man. There's so many, so many tracks. I mean, there's only one. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, well, that's I mean, helpful. Probably North there's Carolina. There's so many. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's you got Rockingham, North Wilkesboro, even though we don't race there anymore. But um, Virginia's got a lot with South Boston, uh, Martinsville. It's got a handful of tracks up there. Um, 
South Carolina's got Darlington and Myrtle Beach. South Carolina, we're going to Myrtle (laughs) Beach. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat them. You finally said it. South Carolina is the answer. There's no other. There's not even a second place in this contest. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the state of South Carolina takes it. Look at this Carolina freaking shirt on the wall behind me. We're going to South Carolina. I'm excited. I'm not going to South Carolina ever again. That's because you can't. You're prohibited. (laughs) It says no Freddie Kraft allowed in the state of South Carolina. How are you guys going to survive going to the track if there isn't a bar open to go to? We'll bring our own. We're going to tailgate six feet apart after the race. <laughs> and somebody's got to come pick us up. Yeah. I'm surprised Hooters won't open specifically for you guys since you all are probably like top customers. So how many of them are getting a t-shirt? All of them. We should give them all. All yeah. two of them. Freddie, did them. you pick a state? You worked hard uh, on that segment, Jason. I think kind of North Carolina. I think North Carolina's got the best okay. variety of tracks. Is Ace yeah. Speedway in North Carolina or is it in Virginia? Ace is North Carolina. That's what I South thought. Carolina needs a good road course. We got yeah. one in Kershaw, bro. Kershaw, yeah, South Carolina's not, got a phenomenal it. road course. Really? Something yeah. so great. We've been there how many times? Well, we can't go there to race, but we, we teams <laughs> used to go there to test. It's an awesome yeah. road course. People it's used flat, to go there. And, yeah. Well, they need a good, like, um, I don't know, like a Lime Rock Park type deal with some hills and stuff, but there's not a lot of hills in North Carolina, is there? I'll tell you what, no, there's not a lot of hills. And you get on the uh, west side of the state, but, man, talk about a pretty road course. The VIR is as pretty a road course as you'll ever see. That is a beautiful place. I don't know if, if, if everybody listening has ever been there, but, man, if you get a chance to go to VIR, it is awesome. Hey, Brent, The track what? itself is, is a little, little sketchy, but a uh, great area. Do you Beautiful. think so, so? We've talked about this, and 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 Sonoma is probably on the going to get cut list. I would think just for the fact that you know California, um, Watkins Glen maybe also as far as New York. And so, that sucks for Watkins Glen because where Watkins Glen is at, I don't think is is a hot spot. But because New York City is in New York State, if New York State isn't opening up these large venues of people, then then a, then a town like Watkins Glen is going to suffer. I don't think that's they, right. No, they, they talked about – there was a press conference um, that I heard where they said that parts of, like, upstate New York would open earlier than um, the city. So I feel like they might make some – Concessions. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, you, yes, that is but, a thought. So, do you, so if we're going to replace these road courses, do you think we do it with just, you know, whatever we can get oval-wise? Or do you think we go to a place like VIR or Mid-Ohio or something that's not crazy out of the way driving to – but, you know, do you think we want to replace a road course with a road course? I, I ideally want to replace a road course with a road course. And we know that we can go to Road Atlanta, right? I mean, Georgia's going to be open. We know that we could go to the one in Kershaw. We're not letting fans come anyway. I mean, the, the, the hard part for us is we don't have – if we're not practicing, how, how do we let cup guys go to a place they've never been with no practice on a track they've never had practice on? So, I, man, I think that we're getting ready to see desperate times call for desperate measures, and it's going to be we race wherever we can race to get in the number of events that we need to get in to complete a full regular season and then be ready – for our championship run, you know, our, our playoff. And, and the reality is we either need A, a vaccination, or B, we need a cure. And we need those things to happen for everybody in this whole freaking world, not just our sport. But uh, until then, man, I, I think we're at the – Freddie, who knows? I think they're going to drop back and punt and, and play it literally just almost week by week. 
I don't know. I think it's easier said than done, honestly, to go to a track that doesn't isn't currently on the circuit. You know, when it comes to sponsors, when it comes to safety measures, I mean, that probably there's probably a, a ton of, t- of planning that NASCAR has to put forth before they go to any track for the first time. So I don't know that I would see that happen. But I mean, I think the thought of it would be cool. Um, I guess we'll find out soon. Well, let's see what's coming up this week on our second favorite podcast, the Dale Jr. Download. This week on the Dale Jr. Download. He was 20 years old when he won the championship as a crew chief with my dad. We have Doug Richard on to tell us about his crazy journey. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. Dirty Mo. Well, what are we going to rant about? What Chad do wrong this week? I got a rant. Go for it, Freddie. TJ. How many of these replacement races are you going to give away before you win one? I mean, we're trying to get some notoriety around here, and you just keep giving away replacement wins. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I probably should have won Myrtle Beach. Second time I'll say it in the show, probably should have won Myrtle Beach. Did you choke? Uh, uh, well, I worked out a plan with the guy in my mirror to get a push on a restart, and I didn't know how many cars were lined up behind him and how many were on the bottom, and I cleared both lanes on the restart, green-white checker. And I went down to the bottom, got a little push, and I came back up to help him out and get a push from him, and he had zero cars behind him, and there were about five of them lined up on the bottom. So you pretty much know what's going to happen there. (laughs) So you did, Shane. And uh, I uh, went with the wrong lane. I can tell you it was his birthday, but um, Frank Denny was spotting for me, so I'll blame him. (laughs) <laughs> no it, i i should have i we talked about work we talked about it under the yellow and we were going to work with each other and it didn't work out so Stay, uh, he stayed yeah. too loyal to dale jr is what happened he could say if it. i would have went if i'd have <laughs> stayed on the bottom it would have been really hard like usual to get around the 22 <laughs> i'll make up for it at phoenix coming up we'll see <laughs> i'll probably choke there too <laughs> <laughs> So what's the plan now? Is there, are they planning on I racing again this week, or they haven't said yet? Uh, I don't. I don't know. We don't have a race in our deal until um, a week from tomorrow. So, uh, which will be Phoenix, and I think uh, I think your boy is going to be with us. Maybe you can want to go in there and spot for him. Uh, no. Elliot's going to be joint. Elliot's going to be coming in there. Oh, are you letting so, him race? I heard you. I heard you shut him down the first couple. Well, yeah. Let's be honest, lady. Let's talk about that. The first week that Elliot won a race with y'all, you said he couldn't. Yeah, well, we had we had some spots open up, and Elliot was on the uh, the list. So we've had we've had a long list of people wanting to join that league from from the very beginning. I think it's so funny. Is it's driver. If if I were the race promoter, I would want an Elliot Sadler over there instead of some dude I'd never heard of. Like there are all these dudes in your thing I never heard of. I'm like nobody's gonna watch this guy that was running second. I can't even remember his name. Like nobody's even ever heard of this guy. Get your big names in there, there, Mister Race Promoter. Well, I mean, I know everyone in that league pretty much. Um, yeah, I know how can you not know most of those and people? Most of those people have a pretty substantial background in sim racing or something, um, or anywhere. I mean, we've got we've got a. Um, I think we have a another guy that's going to be coming in there. I think Mike Clay, an NFL reporter, um, is going to be coming in there and running with us too. Um, but it, you know, I wanted to get Elliot in, but it's hard to tell all them guys that have been committed to it and said, "Hey, yeah, we'll run. I want to keep running." You know, it's hard for me to go and say, "Hey." When Bubba when Bubba hung up his sim racing stuff for a little bit, that opened up a spot. Um, so, you know, it's nice to it's nice. You know, we got a little room, so I got Elliot in there, and it should be pretty good, man. I'm looking forward to to hearing how Elliot likes uh, the street stock at Phoenix. 
I'm gonna get my put me on the end of the list. So by the time I get there, I might be good enough to race. Well, don't your brother race or something? Then you say? Yeah, I've been I've been on there. I've been I've been oh, doing perfect. It. I've been I've been getting in there. I like the street stocks. They're just slow enough for me not to wreck every lap. Oh, they're just fun. You can beat and bang in them a little bit more, and um, it's just a fun car to drive. It doesn't have a ton of horsepower and stuff. It's a little sketchy for a couple laps because of low tire pressure, but it puts on a good race. Y'all got any big plans this week? Anybody yeah, doing anything I mean, fun? I'm trying to get this. I got a travel agent working on getting me a trip, but he is slacking badly. Like I, need, I got a trip. Uh, I so where? Just anywhere. Why don't you and your wife? Why don't you cut your wife to call mine, and she'll plan a trip to Disney when it opens up. I don't know about Disney. I'm just trying to go to a house <laughs> that's near a beach or a pool and hang out with the only person I've seen during quarantine, and he is slacking. I don't know. I got to find us somewhere. We got to get away. Yeah, I'm gonna fire up my Traeger later this week. Maybe use it. So. I'm put, I'm I want to go on a trip so bad. Like we were supposed to do a baby moon. I was supposed to do a trip for my thirtieth birthday. So oh, that's a two baby trips moon. that. What did you say? It was a baby moon. Are you Pull serious? His pants down. No, it's a like a trip that you go to with your significant other before the baby comes. Oh Honestly, my gosh. I would take any excuse to go on vacation. That is the most millennial thing I may have ever heard. And I don't care. If it means that I get to go to a beach, then I'm going to soak it up as much as of I possibly can. Of course you don't care. Can. can you imagine what a baby moon would look like for me and you, Brett? Like, our wives would divorce us because they can't drink and we can. Forget about it. It's over. Oh, baby. my gosh. I baby just moon. I learned something new today. I, I did not know that existed. A baby moon? It is very popular. And I was it's... supposed to do a trip for my 30th birthday, and I didn't even get to do that. How many so... baby moons did you have before the baby already? It sounds like plenty. No. Dirt tracks do not count. I oh, have not gone seasons? on vacation with Chad. What about that four seasons you were at last year a couple different times? That was that Chad's family that was somebody vacation. Else's, oh. That was somebody oh, else's yeah. idea. Oh, that was baby conceived date. Oh, my bad. That wasn't even <laughs> count. It was not. Baby Moon back. is the lamest thing I have ever oh heard of in my life. Oh my gosh, I don't even care. I don't care what you say. It just I means that I get to go on vacation and I can't now. I'm going a on a racing moon. moon. I want to go on a racing moon. Yes, Can we go well, on a, Chad is so doing that's that. A vacation, that's a vacation before we got to go back racing. Yeah. Can, we have another moment? Can we have another moment for Chad? Oh my gosh, <laughs> you guys think he's Prayers. horrible. Like, he has an iRacing simulator in our living room. I think he's doing just fine. Yeah, why don't you let him have a baby moon with that thing? <laughs> he gets it every night. Oh, lucky the, him. The iRacing the- simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he does. <laughs> the iRacing simulator. All right, it's been fun chatting with you guys. <laughs> Sounds like y'all all have an exciting week getting it every well, night. Chat's home. He's getting it. <laughs> Ooh, he's at the shop. Leave me alone. All right, well, I'm over this. Um, thanks, guys. Same. Hey, guys, I hope y'all- let's, all, let's all take turns FaceTiming Casey later, about 20 <laughs> minutes apart. Make sure she's getting it. <laughs> it's uh, iRacing. That is huh? what he's get, doing every night. Getting. Get it. Oh, get it's his birthday it. week, so it means he'll be racing oh. even more. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, I need to stop talking. <laughs> Can you get <laughs> Chad on here? We got to ask Chad some questions. I have to ask him about his birthday moon. <laughs> birthday week. Yeah. Birthday He's purposely moon. never coming on this show. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope y'all are hanging <laughs> she in She wants there. out of here. <laughs> yes, I do. I keep saying dumb stuff because I have, haven't had coffee yet. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Good luck with your construction, Brett. Thanks. Freddie, good luck with Brett's your beer. Brett's got a damn club going on over there, it sounds like. It's yeah, he's getting, he's getting ready to play the music. Xbox. Well, the dogs are over here fighting on the couch. Bodie's playing Xbox. This is my office, by the way. This is where I conduct business, and this is what I have going on right now.
I mean, this is this is. I don't know. I got. I got to start running a tighter ship around here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just try a better color for them walls. Nah, Gamecocks. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us again. Yep. Have a great Super, week. Super. Uh, hopefully, you have a good week and uh, get it a lot. We're out, holla. Word. <laughs> See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.